AJ and Hillbilly Horror Stories is doing an episode all about UFOs and aliens, they'll probably stop in two weeks. You're probably right. You are listening to HHS UF Only, a Hillbilly Horror Stories bonus episode. Hey guys, welcome to episode 9 of UF Only. Hello there. Sorry, my chair's all squeaking in the back. Oh no, what's up with that? It's the first mm. time it's done that. Because it's a cheap chair. Cheap chair, and cheap chair, cheap chair. we've been using it for over a year now, <laughs> and I sat in this chair non-stop. Yeah, that's true, I guess. So, Alright, Tracy, I try to find stories that have military or police as witnesses. You're aware of that. Those I are the ones aware. that I find most credible. Mm-hmm. Not that... Other people uh, aren't credible, but but police and military have a tendency to be have a little more training as to what they're seeing in the sky. So if they are baffled by something, it just seems to be a little uh, a little more credible to mm-hmm. me about it being not a misidentified. Gotcha. The point. So one of the best documented sightings in the U.S. happened in the city of Socorro in New Mexico. Not only was it a police officer as a primary witness, but the site was also investigated by several of the the top scientists of its time. So let's go back to April 24th, 1964. There wasn't anything really going on because the Beatles hadn't landed in America yet. Oh, true. But we were getting ready to. Actually, yeah, they might have. I think Ed Sullivan might have been February. But anyways, so let's just forget I even said that. Anyways, it's late in the afternoon. 5.45 p.m. Socorro Police Sergeant Lonnie Zamora was driving down this really rough and rocky dirt road. It was just south of Socorro. He's chasing a speeding car. Well, about this time, he sees an object land in an arroyo. In in an arroyo, I should say. Mm -hmm. Which, do you know what an arroyo is? No, I don't. It's basically, just think about this. In the desert area, they don't get rain all the time. Mm-hmm. But when they do, it comes really quick yeah, and lot. hard and a mm-hmm. lot of flash flooding. But what happens is there's like little creeks and uh, and stream beds that are created from this. Oh, okay. And then all the rain goes and, and it's just dried up. So yeah. you have like these little gullies and stuff that fill back up with water when it rains. But when there's no rain, it's like. Giant ditches and stuff. Oh, gotcha. That's what an arroyo is. And I said, no, it don't. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> so this is a like a really desolate part of the desert, right? He mm-hmm. gets out of his cruiser and he starts walking over towards the object. What Sergeant Zamora saw was an egg-shaped craft. Now, it was later documented to have been, been seen by five tourists on board a plane. Oh, cool. At the, roughly the same time, mm-hmm. which will bring up an interesting point later. We'll, we'll mention those tourists. So before the landing, let's go back to a little bit. He's chasing his car, remember? He heard a loud roar and he saw a bluish flame. It was about one and a half, or I'm sorry, about a half a mile ahead of where he was as he's chasing his car. So he sees this thing off in the distance. Well, at first... He thought it was a dynamite shack that had exploded. Oh, God. Out that way. So I guess there was one out in that vicinity. But when he got to the site, 
he saw that vehicle fall from the sky from about 150 yards. So as he gets her, he sees this thing actually basically land. He said fall, but it's it was more or less a landing. He at first thought that it was some type of a vehicle that had overturned or something that needed assistance. Mm-hmm. So he radios the sheriff's department and he tells them that, you know, hey, I, I've got this incident out here. I think it's a car overturned or whatever the situation is, but I'm going to go investigate it. And he just wanted them to be aware of it. So he's already gave up on the pursuit of the oh, car, yeah, yeah. He's car already, he was he's chasing. Already, he's already passed that. Okay. He then calls Sergeant Samuel Chavez from the New Mexico State Police. And he did this because he already knew Chavez and he trusted him basically to help him with this investigation. So after making these two contacts, Sergeant Zamora again starts walking towards the craft. As he gets about 50 feet from the object, he notices it has landing gear. Uh-huh. So it's definitely not a car. Yeah. He also notices a red in- insignia on there, and he has no idea what that is. But for a split second, he says he saw two people in white coveralls oh, standing outside the vehicle, and then they just disappeared. As he gets, like I said, really close to the vehicle, these blue flames and that loud roar come back, and this object lifts off the ground and takes off. Okay. So several local experts and scientists visit the site, and they observe that there are burned bushes, mm-hmm. scorched earth, and landing gear depressions on the ground. Well, that's good. At least they saw that. Right. So this incident has been written about in many books and papers. Zamora's claims were investigated by government projects like Project Blue Book, for example, and civilian ufologists. I never had to say that right. It's ufologist. I always say ufologist. <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess it could be, but I, I mean, I think that it's pronounced ufologist. Yeah. Anyway, it's listed as one of the most credible accounts of a UFO encounter on record. So there's been a, post, a few possible explanations about what this might have been. One is that it was a lunar landing device from the White Sands Missile Range, which is right up the road. That could semi-make sense. Yeah. One of the others, though, is that it was a prank that was perpetrated by students from from nearby New Mexico Tech. Now, here's what's interesting about the prank part. The president of New Mexico Tech at the time, Sterling Colgate, that sounds like the president of a college, doesn't it? It sure does. When yeah. you name your kid Sterling Colgate, mm-hmm. he's destined for good things. Yeah, definitely. Actually, this president supported the idea that his students did, in fact, perpetrate a hoax. And that what Sergeant Zamora saw was actually a candle in a balloon and not sophisticated at all. Okay, here's my problem with that. Yeah, how you how do you go from that to that? Well, you wouldn't have landing gear pushed into the ground if it was a zero. First of all, you know how you put a candle in a balloon. Well, no. But, I mean, maybe it's like a hot air balloon or something like that. But remember we said there was five tourists that also saw this right. thing. Mm-hmm. Where would the blue flame come from? Where mm-hmm. would that roar come from? And people from an airplane to see it, I don't think that's the case. That's not true. The candle would have blown out anyway. 
Right? <laughs> I would think so. I mean, it might not be as simple as like a little balloon like from It and a, and a regular candle from the house. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Was it a pumpkin spice candle? Nobody said anything. <laughs> Anyways, Zamora got so tired of the subject and, and that he eventually avoided both the Air Force and ufologist. I'm sorry, ufologist. And he took a job managing a gas station just to get away from all that. Oh, shoot. He passed away in 2009 of a heart attack. At the age of 76 years old. Aww. So I'm assuming that was a Philip 76. <laughs> I don't know. That's sad. But anyways, so that's the story that happened there. This was in 1964. And like I said, I know he, he called his buddy to help investigate, but I guess his buddy didn't have time to get there mm-hmm. from the state police because this thing took off right after he approached it. But... You know, it is curious that he saw two people in coveralls, white coveralls. Yeah, that's which would, weird. That's what leads me to think that it may have had something from the White Sands missile. Because right? uh-huh. it does, you know, an egg-shaped object, landing gear, the flame, all of the, the roar. That all sounds like it could be something like that. Mm. And you know the military wasn't going to admit to it if that was what it yeah, was. Yeah, so we'll never know. So, I don't know. If there was two people, maybe they had gotten out had gotten back in before he got close enough, mm-hmm. and then that's how they were able to take back off. But I definitely don't think it was the students. No, no. no. That sounds like a little, little uh, too elaborate for them. Right. That's what I think. Yeah. So. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We hope you're enjoying these episodes, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys.